0: A is Okay, so uh, what was I going to do again? Hold on. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, sexy co-hosts. Oh, 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 oh. It's time for the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music. <laughs> oh,
1: my, that was worse than Gangnam Style.
0: Otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your primary researcher and co-host, Steve Trollinger.
2: I am Nick Brigadier, who is shocked that Steve gave us such a lengthy preamble about what the intro is going to be, and that was the sum total of it. I'm, I, I, I loss
1: of words, Mr. Mike
2: Russell. I guess I could have thrown in like
0: a song, 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 song. It's song topsy report style. Time. No, see, it still didn't work. All right. It said a lot better in my head. Anyway, in case you don't know what we're talking about today, it is a little known piece of music. You, you'd be forgiven for not ever having heard it in any way, shape, or form before uh, called Gangnam Style by Psy. Wopan Gangnam Style.
1: And I will be doing the dance love, while we're talking. I love this song. I love the dance. I've always had so much fun with it since uh, since it came out. And
2: I was going to say, for longtime listeners, I can, I can attest that for a song to make Steve dance in place while we're recording, it has to be something special. Um, to the point where, Steve, I'm actually a little bit interested because... Uh, as you know, dear listener, uh, we dissect bad, bizarre, otherwise noteworthy music. I'm assuming, Steve, this falls into the noteworthy category because this song is a straight-up banger. Oh, 100%, Nick, 100%. <laughs> Mike, how did you throw your voice like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, amazing what I can do with it. <laughs> Ladies.
2: This this
0: is exceptionally noteworthy. Uh, I, I, a lot of I've wanted to do this... A, A couple of months now and i keep i kept putting it off because we were doing other things and other things kept happening and pandemics um, and whatnot but yeah think things that like a couple of things that were like in the zeitgeist like in the moment we had to talk about it there was no time to lose so i thought to myself let's talk about something that has had so much time to breathe that we can't possibly have to hurry it and rush to talk about it
2: oh yeah this Um, is a completely evergreen topic gangnam style will live on
1: forever
0: And with all the news of tragic and horrible viral spread, I wanted to talk about a viral spread of a more positive nature.
1: So thoughtful, Steve. The kind
2: of viral spread we don't want to be vaccinated from.
0: Exactly. And what could have been more, what could be more viral than the song, or I guess not song phenomenon called Gangnam Style. It, It almost seems silly to actually talk about it in any way, shape, or form, but I was actually surprised. And we're all Americans
2: here. I don't know if we have any South Korean listeners or North we Korean listeners. No, Oh, we're huge in North Korea, weirdly enough. Something about bad music seems to work with their torture programs.
1: I love that North Korea is a big fan. That is...
2: Mike, I'm obviously joking. There's no access to any podcasts in North Korea. They don't know what a podcast are. They don't know that a person landed on the moon yet. Anyway, um, Steve, I digress.
1: Uh, poor sheltered North Korea.
0: So I apologize for any like, mispronunciation. Uh, I'm going to try really hard to not try to pronounce any Korean because I will just mess it up. But uh, it, it's, for those of us in the West, this song, is, the sum total of this song is the dance and the funny music video. Nobody knows what he's, nobody on this side of the Atlantic knows what he's saying or what the video is actually about or if it's about anything. And I think for the most part, the millions of us on on this part of the planet are fine with that. I don't think anyone has... Deemed it necessary to search out more meaning in Gangnam Style, but I did because well, yes. I've got that kind of time on my hands. Oh. I was Mike. You can talk.
1: Did you want to say something? No, no. I was just gonna listen. I feel like you've got. I feel like you have some real interesting stuff to tell us because I have no idea what the song means. I've always just loved trying to sing along with it best I can and just doing the dance. That's what it was all about. Nick, do you have any concept as to what the song Gangnam
0: Style is actually about?
2: Um, in my very limited understanding, I know Gangnam is a, I th- believe, a particularly bougie district somewhere in South Korea, and the song is kind of espousing that lifestyle in a tongue-in-cheek way. But in terms of the specific line-by-line lyrics, I don't truly know. Okay, so Nick is
0: Nick is uh, it has the broad strokes. This song is, believe it or not. Subversive is the word I'd use to describe it, um, which seems silly because we're looking at a picture of a uh, somewhat chubby Korean man dancing with horses. Um, so I I know, uh, but our idea of subversive in the West, I in my research, uh, has proved to be much different from the idea of subversive in the East. For instance, in South Korea, there's not really much of a stomach for, even in South Korea, for like... That sort of subversive storytelling, that sort of music—like they—they're not into the idea of subverting anything. They're more just sort of like catch as catch can over there, Um, and it's not because they're afraid. It's just not part of the culture.
2: It's just they they Um, want what you're seeing to be the full no subtext, just text. They
0: not necessarily just not necessarily that, but more just they're not looking to subvert anything. They're not looking to like poke at the holes in their society. We should start. Of course, talking about the man himself, Psy, uh, or uh, his uh, actual name, Park J. Sang, is a South Korean singer, songwriter, and record producer. Uh, he goes by Psy, all caps, P-S-Y, which is sort short for Psycho, if you didn't know that. I did not. Oh, really? No kidding. He himself <laughs> was born. Hey, my
1: name's Psycho. You can call me Psy. <laughs> he,
0: he himself was born in the affluent Gangnam district of Seoul. Uh, Seoul, South Korea. Nick is very right in the sense that uh, Gangnam district is an area of Seoul akin to what we would think of as Beverly Hills in California. Uh, It's an area of like high wealth concentration and it's got a hip and trendy reputation like something, something along the lines of like 20 some odd billion of the gross domestic product is centered within that one district of the whole country. Um, It's a very highly concentrated wealth area. Uh, So Psy came from there. Um, When he was a kid, he was watching a Korean TV program that showcased international pop music, specifically concert footage of Queen playing at Wembley Stadium. And that's what inspired him to make music. He actually uh, has gone on record as saying his uh, biggest musical inspiration is Freddie Mercury. So I think in terms of showmanship, that's definitely where he gets a lot of what he does on camera and uh, in, in his musical performances. It's uh, definitely got that Korean flavor to it. Uh, It's not necessarily, you know, like a British person, um, obviously.
2: But at the same time, Uh, and Steve, I I don't want to, I don't (laughs) want to overstep on a point that that you might make later, but he also, Sai also seems to be very different from like a traditional K-pop group. In that, like, he does actually have a little bit of a sense of humor in his tongue in cheek and doesn't look like your typical sculpted, immaculate, hot, young pop star, which seems to be what a standard K pop band is. And he is not that. That is absolutely true.
1: That's what makes him awesome, though, right? Because he owns it, baby. He don't give a shit. He's got, oh, he's He's rocking his glasses. He's, he's dressed nice and he's a psycho. And you know what? No one's more charming than a psychopath. Trust me. They have to be. (laughs) Mike said that in court. (laughs) They have
0: to be. Otherwise they can't survive in polite society. (laughs) Part of that, part of that, Nick has to, has to be because he actually lived and studied music in the United States. So in 1996, he moved to Boston to study business administration at Boston University uh, in the hopes that he would run his father's business when he came back to Korea. Uh, But he dropped out after one semester and spent all of his tuition on musical instruments and equipment.
2: Wow. That's a baller move. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to the U.S. I can take over your business. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm a psycho.
0: He then applied because it was Boston, he applied and was admitted to Berklee College of Music, which is a big music school in Boston. A friend of mine went there. He's out in L.A. now doing uh, uh, film scores. Um, a lot of famous film composers have gone there. So it's it's like a big music school. And then, yeah. but then he dropped out of that. So he only went there for like a year and then dropped out and returned to South Korea to embark on a singing career. Um, and I did my best to compress size history into a single paragraph so here it goes between 2001 and 2012 he would release five albums have his music labeled inappropriate and a negative effect on children get excused from mandatory military service due to his day job at a software company get redrafted because he continually held concerts and went on tv while he supposedly held that job joined k-pop label yg entertainment got a song banned due to obscene lyrics and topped the south korean charts half a dozen times. Hell
2: yeah, that is quite a biography.
1: You're telling me this man, Psy, this dapper devil, this this classy man is getting songs banned? Yes, but the With things a that feel he says, good, make you want to dance fun for everyone banner like this? Here's the thing, the the things that get people
0: banned in South Korea, are different from the things that get people banned in, in the U.S. The, the song that got banned, the obscene lyric, involved him describing life like toxic alcohol. That's the whole thing. That's what he said. But I, I guess since it sort of showcased that as a positive, maybe, they thought
1: it was detrimental to children who might be listening to the lyric. They take the flush very seriously over there in South Korea. Is that right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait. Is they, that it, That's, a- <laughs>
2: That's a real thing. No, it That's is a real thing. Like- I just love that South Korea was worried about the Asian flush, and that was why <laughs> they thought that that lyric should be banned. Steve, you know the Asian flush, right? I don't know that. Please explain. It is apparently just a in a lot of asian genetics it's common for if you drink alcohol for your face to get very red and flush um the show fresh off the boat is what introduced me to that because this one guy he the dad was describing how through college he had to pretend he was drinking and like would always throw his drink out over his shoulder because he would get the flush and he was always embarrassed by it (laughs) i did not know that yes yeah just um Uh, just a lot of people of asian descent uh it's more common to have trouble processing alcohol
0: so, it yeah. was wrong for Mike to make that joke.
1: Not necessarily. Like, it is a real no, thing. It, I no, mean, it's like, a real it it's, it's It was supposed to be funny because it's true. Yes. That's, it's that's, just that's, humorous
2: that's, that, like, the South Korean government would be so concerned over that, that that's what would ban <laughs> yeah. the song. The only flushing will be this song down the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> direct quote from the president of south korea uh that was also
0: the whole military service thing was interesting because like um i I believe israel has this as well Uh, there's mandatory uh military service required for citizenship so you have to uh enlist and serve for a certain amount of time but in south korea if you have a job in a vital to defense uh, sort of industry, so he was in, uh, he was worked for a software development company who had government contracts, so it was considered to be that kind of job. You could get excused from the service, but he kept, like, going on TV and holding concerts. <laughs> so they were like, no, you're not working where you say you're working. I'm watching you on TV. You are now in the military. He <laughs> said, okay, I guess I'm in the military.
2: They didn't deem great music for the masses to be an essential service? I guess they don't over there in South Korea. To be honest, probably yeah. now they they take their pop music extremely seriously. Now it is one of their major cultural exports, so they invest a lot of money in
1: it. Well, I was gonna say, like uh, now I know K-pop. You know, K-pop's been around for a while, but did he? Uh, but now it's like I feel like it's really big now. Oh days. yeah, and I was I'm wondering if he was like a real big kind of like because everybody was listening, watching this. Everybody.
2: Oh yeah, I yeah, mean they- look I had... There were there were quote unquote K-pop stands like in high school. I remember before this song came out, but truly, this was the song that became a household name and made everyone realize, oh wow, pop music comes from South Korea too. Yeah, and now BTS is the biggest band in the world. So Gangnam Style and Psy
0: was really the inflection point of the Korean wave. Um, this was 2012. <clears throat> His sixth album is where the song was featured and this was definitely like the vanguard this was the breakthrough the k-pop breakthrough in western music specifically yes. in in uh you know korea japan because he had he had a very large following in japan before gangnam style as well so this was really just we're specifically talking about a worldwide audience like a he broke into uh and part of it or a big part of the f- fact that It got that kind of exposure was thanks to our old friend YouTube. This was the very first time that, you know, I think up until this point, YouTube, the biggest song on YouTube was Baby by our friend Justin.
2: (laughs)
1: Your favorite.
0: Uh,
2: Listen to episode 100 to hear our discussion of that song. uh,
0: But this was the first time that was kind of YouTube kind of really gave that song a huge boost. Uh, call Me Maybe around this same time, same same deal.
2: And then the mashup, Call Me Baby.
0: Exactly. Prior to Gangnam Style, uh, it just didn't have much international exposure until it got released on YouTube. And he actually, Sai mentioned in an interview, uh, some friends of his told him to upload the music video, and he didn't want to. He thought he would be humiliated because the views were going to be too low because he didn't have any international fans. But they eventually convinced him to do it, and he uploaded the song. And a month later, he became the world's most famous South Korean. I feel like he got a billion
1: views, like faster than any video. Gangnam Style,
2: or excuse me, Gangnam Style, was the first video on YouTube to ever get a billion views.
1: Right. Not only
0: that, it also got so many views they had to change the integer. So it became the first video on YouTube to garner a billion views, and then it became the first video to garner 2 billion views, at which point YouTube had to upgrade from a 32-bit integer to a 64-bit integer. The difference being, YouTube thought they'd could there never would be a video that would be watched in numbers greater than a 32-bit integer, which is the equivalent of 2,147,483,647 views. So the second it hit that, every view that came after that showcased like a negative view because it's like the y2k virus it just oh, or the y2k shit. thing like it just <laughs> it wasn't supposed it couldn't take it so it didn't know how to represent it so it broke youtube for a significant period of time and then they had to upgrade to a 64-bit integer
1: that's incredible
0: um but with that little bit of uh intro let's uh rewind it back take that rewind it back and then start from the beginning and take a listen a
2: dissection is imperative
1: I'm star. Gangnam star. <laughs> yeah so so can somebody tell me what he's saying
2: eight years later yeah. we finally find out
0: <laughs> yes yeah. this is it it's this time, is the day it's,
2: it's time to know um, turns out so it's all, all just racial v- slurs and we've we've been misguided this whole time oh, oh my oh no. god
0: <laughs> i have in front of me here a page that i found that it's going to be very helpful it has the romanization of the original korean so i can actually phonetically hear what he's saying for the first time. Otherwise, I'd have no idea how to, like, say, this is this lyric bit, and this is this bit of lyric, and this is the bit yeah, bit of Yeah, our Korean's
2: lyrics. a little rusty.
0: Yeah. Um, so what we just heard, translation, and this is a rough translation, uh, the first word you hear is opon. Uh, it is a, it translates roughly to big brother, and big brother is a common phrase in South Korea used to describe a boyfriend or a close friend. So he's, what he's saying is Big Brother is
2: Gangnam style. I know exactly where Mike's brain is going. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Let me see if I can do it. Mike, let me know if I'm wrong. Wait, 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 Steve. You're telling me in South Korea, people call their boyfriends Big Brother? Is that like a step-sibling thing? Because,
1: listen, I've seen some stuff
2: online. <laughs> Mike, how how wrong am I?
1: I mean, listen, Nick, you know, it's funny. My, my brain was split, right? Because that... So it went there, and I, then I think about all the times a girl said I'm like a brother to her, and I'm like, oh, is that what she was saying? Like, but then you then me also daddy think, first. But then I also think, does that also mean uh, a lot of women are in love with the government seeing everything <laughs> they're doing? <laughs> I'm sure we can
2: actually just chalk it up to cultural differences. But thank you, I truly
1: had no idea what Opa meant.
2: So yeah, Opa so. means
1: big brother. Big
0: bro- so he's saying, yeah, Big Brother is Gangnam Style. Now, what is Gangnam Style, you might ask? I which do. I What's think Gangnam is, Style? Which, which is the actual point of the whole music video. So as we mentioned before, Gangnam, very hit, very trendy region. Um, when writing it, Psy wanted to showcase a humorous contrast. He wanted to sing about being high class and trendy while dressing and dancing like a buffoon. So, when you watch the video, love it. all this crazy shit that he's doing is on purpose. And the purpose is to showcase somebody who thinks they are high class and trendy, but actually has no idea what that means.
1: This man is a comic genius. I love it. Nothing better than just being a buffoon in the places of which the, oh, uh, where people are like, what the fuck is going on? You know? You gotta break those norms. Make people (laughs) uncomfortable, and the dance—the dance is incredible. Well, because that's the—that's I
2: think the brilliant thing about the video and the whole package is that, as a Western audience, you don't even have to understand that it's a parody of that. Like you, you're—it's entertaining in and of itself, but it's sold because he seems so confident in his understanding that he is high class while doing, as you said, Steve. Uh, buffoonery.
0: The, uh, the dance he originally devised on the spot at a Korean TV studio to secure a slot on a show, like a talent show. He basically just, like, did a bunch of random dances up and down the halls to tr- until they put him on the air. Uh, and that was the... <laughs> That was the that was the immediate genesis of it, and then he wanted to use it when he was coming up with the music video because if you watch any other of Psy's music videos, that's a big part of his draw in South Korea is his very inventive dancing style. And uh, he said, actually, he there was a lot of pressure on him after Gangnam Style became so big because now everything he does is going to be compared to Gangnam Style. He actually went into a bit of a depressive funk after the song became so successful because he was like there's never i'm never going to be able to make anything better than this that like this is this is the it for me for the rest of my life
1: oh, um, oh i guess being known as the the, the gundam style guy would be gondam 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 gondam
0: gondam there's no d gong no
1: yeah, yeah you know that's like uh
0: <laughs> you're saying gundam style which is
2: giant <laughs> robots <laughs> dancing
0: <laughs>
1: No, no, Steve, tell me that's lawyers. a parody someone made.
2: I style.
0: guarantee it is, Nick. I don't know where it is, but I guarantee. <laughs> and I'll get to those later. Uh, so he devised this dance for that. Uh, when he was doing the music video, he he pulled from it, but he wanted to make it better. So he actually spent about 30 nights trying to perfect it for the music video. So he, day and night, trying out all different types of, like he was with his choreographer Lee Jun sun Imitating elephants, monkeys, kangaroos, snakes, doing a whole bunch of like crazy animal inspired dancing before deciding finally on the horse riding trot being the, the, the anchor for the whole dance. Yeah, you put your arms over each other. And believe it or not, there is a statue. Yes, there's a monument unveiled in Seoul a couple years ago uh, at a mall of a giant bronze statue of two fists overlapping each other, like he does in the music <laughs> video before he does the trot.
2: Oh, I love what? it. Uh,
0: and when you approach the statue, it triggers a sensor that surrounds the sculpture, which activates a flashing light display that starts playing Gangnam Style song.
1: Are you... S- Yo, t- put, I'm putting that on my 2 in person like travel list. That sounds awesome. Oh,
2: yeah, if I'm ever in Seoul, <laughs> Absolutely doing that. Absolutely going there.
1: So... That's uh, after
0: oh, uh, after Big Brother's has gone himself, he says, again, very rough translation, a girl who is warm and humane during the day, a classy girl who knows how to enjoy the freedom of a cup of coffee, a girl whose heart gets hotter when night comes, a girl with that kind of twist. So he's basically saying like describing he wants a lady
1: you know, in the street and a freak in the bed.
0: He's describing a lady of the Gangnam district. <laughs> like, this is, this is a Gangnam lady. This is a, a lady who has that kind of style. But
2: essentially someone who is, like, demure and polite in the day, but then at night goes crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's the kind of girl that he is looking for. And I skipped over this before. This is actually a quote by, uh, of him when he was writing the song. He I said, want her
1: heart to get hotter with every sip of this coffee. Oof.
0: Exactly. It's just heartburn. But she's, like, she's drinking a trendy coffee... <laughs> Like she's in a like the trendiest of trendy coffee spots and sipping her coffee, her American style coffee, and but deep within her heart, it her her heart flutters because she wants to she wants night to fall so that she can be a freak and uh, showcase the li- more la- lascivious aspects of her nature.
2: Mike, you've been living the Gangnam style your whole life. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have. Ah, uh, so- you're, you're in Jersey City waiting to become a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm such a classy lady before five, trust me. That's only because you're still
2: asleep.
0: (laughs) Um, So he actually, when writing the song, he said, and I quote, people who are actually from Gangnam never proclaim that they are. It's only posers and wannabes that put on these airs and say that they are Gangnam style. So this song is poking fun at those kinds of people who are trying very hard to be something that they're not. So his character, so, so to speak, in the music video, in the song, is this kind of poser, somebody who has to say that they're from, like it's a lot like that song, like the Weezer song, Beverly Hills. To go yes. back to the comparison to the actual oh, place, yeah. Beverly Hills.
1: <laughs> uh, those two songs I are very I similar.
0: They're very. Those, I in listening to this, I realized that those two songs are very similar in, in their um, in their aims. Um, so that was that was our first verse. That's what the first verse means. Um, and, uh, we can hear a little bit more.
1: <laughs> okay. I know this, this music video. I love it, man. It's just so freaking over the top, man. He's just getting blown with all sorts of shit, man. He just, man, he's just cruising through it, unfazed. I will say,
2: in like in the '80s through like the early 2000s, the U.S. we used to know how to make a good music video, but we lost that. And it seems like South Korea has picked up the mantle. You watch any music video from a K-pop band, you can tell they put time in it, they put money into it. Whereas, I don't know, I just feel like I feel like we've lost that a little bit in the internet age.
0: I concur. I would love to see more aha style take on me music videos.
2: Yeah, all these lazy ah. lyric videos, and now it's bullshit.
1: You're right. You know what? We got to do the, the American people a service and bring back good music videos. Well, Koreans are already doing that. They're beating us. It's the, it's the, we got to get in the race.
2: <laughs> the new space race.
0: So, Steve, what was this little chunk of verse? So this, this verse reads, I'm a guy. So the first verse, a girl who, and now this verse is he's a guy. I'm a guy, a guy who is as warm as you during the day, a guy who one shots his coffee before it even cools down, a guy whose heart bursts when night comes, that kind of guy.
1: Okay. So, so you're, <laughs> I'm trying to catch up here. He got a son banned because he was talking about alcohol too much. So as he decided, you know what? You know what everyone can agree on? A nice cup of joe. A good old cup of coffee. And you know what? It still turns me on. It's a forget-depressant, baby. I'm going to be stimulating this guy. And he, I know that's ob- what you're doing, too. He Let's obviously, go.
0: He obviously, played that, um, he obviously played that hacked add-on to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. He obviously played the hot coffee mod. The hot
2: coffee mod, Jesus Christ! That is a 16-year callback for anyone who remembers that controversy. I'm old. <laughs> I'm talking
0: about Gognam style, for Christ's sake. That's fair. Jesus Christ! This, uh, so this verse, he's basically he now he's talking about himself. He's talking about his, uh, like you know, like you're you're a girl who is hot at night, and I'm a guy who's hot at night. But he looks like that. <laughs> like, he's very, very obviously, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, a Western equivalent to it, to be honest. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but like I'm trying to think of a Western equivalent to somebody acting so cool, knowing full well they look like a dir, like a dir, like a dweep. Jack
1: Black! I guess so. Steve seems torn. Oh, fuck. You know what? <laughs> I just figured they, and they had the same body type almost. That's I've, true, yes. No, that's no, why, that's why you said Jack Black. Admit it. Whoop on Cundum Star Cundum
2: Star, and then that takes us back into the course.
0: So that was. Uh, beautiful, lovable, yes, you, hey, yes, you, hey. Beautiful, lovable, yes, you, hey, yes, you, hey. Now let's go until the end, eh, 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 and then the little vibrato for the end part. And then back to Opa is Gangnam Style. So Big Brother is Gangnam Style. So that's what. Wait, was, so, when, so when he says, I don't know, what he's really saying is. He's not saying, I don't know. He's saying something in Korean that phonetically sounds like. You that's saying, what i'm I asking you so
1: when he says i don't know what's he saying <laughs> this is like uh, an abbott and uh, costello sketch <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying he's on first it's in korean i don't know no that's what
2: he said exactly i don't know what he said that's what he said <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's saying uh uh yes you hey yes you hey
2: mike you need to do a, like a travel vlog where you just wander around korea going
1: i don't know i don't know <laughs> I,
0: obviously i i wanted to talk about this because obviously this song was popular-ish um i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about about why it might have been that way um uh, a couple of facts to throw at you guys uh the song peaked in north korea at number one for five weeks north after korea? three months uh south korea i was
2: gonna say wow i didn't know they had music charts
0: sorry sorry <laughs> south korea after three months spreading internationally, it reached number one on charts in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Bulgaria, Canada, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Honduras, Italy, Lebanon, Luxembourg, Mexico, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, Russia, Scotland, South Korea, Spain, and Switzerland. Number one. Number one on all, on whatever charts they use in those countries.
2: But that's it. Just those countries.
0: Just those countries. Okay.
2: Well, whatever, I guess.
0: Um, In several of the countries I mentioned, it was certified platinum, double, triple, and quadruple platinum. And in Canada, 10 times platinum.
2: It went 10 times platinum in Canada?
0: 10 times platinum in Canada. But in
2: Canadian currency, that's like 12 times platinum. Five loonies. (laughs) Went five loonie, five times loonie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, the... you like, like looming that US dollar over our Canadian friends there Nick? don't you Look, hey we... you and your Monopoly money up north you, you we keep don't keep that have much there. to
2: loom over them they've got a good thing going that's the one thing I got
0: this, uh, this song um, there's an article in the Harvard Business Review at the time posited that the song and video were popular not just because it's catchy but because it intentionally doesn't have copyright so this is not A copywritten song internationally really which means anyone can do a variation or a parody of it which explains why there are over 1000 different mashups parodies and reinterpretations of this song in the video
2: okay that makes a lot more sense because i'm okay i have a tangent i'm gonna go on i'm gonna try to condense it as much as possible um so i studied abroad at the university of glasgow in 2012, when this song came out. I first heard the song in Scotland, actually. Uh, at one point, my parents visited me in Scotland to like spend a week in Glasgow, and then we were going to fly back to the United States. And while we were there, my mom uh, got tickets for us to all see a show. I didn't know what it was, but she said, it's some like Wizard of Oz parody. It should be great. It was called The Wizard of Never Was, W-O-Z. I was like, okay, whatever. It's a, it's a show in Glasgow. I'll go see it. Uh, turned out, unbeknownst to all of us, especially my mom who like like did the research and I guess missed it uh, the show was a panto now I don't know if she saw that and didn't know what that meant but uh, for those of you listeners who don't know a panto is essentially a children's show where like the the actors will interact with the audience and and say things like I, should I do that kids and they're like <laughs> no so we got to the show and as we were like getting seated um. We noticed there were a lot of kids there and like kids with like light up like crowns and stuff. It just seemed like I was like wait, mom, what what kind of show is this again? She's like, "Oh no, you know, maybe, maybe you know, I don't know, maybe they just brought a bunch of families there." Um but it was it was an awful show. It was an awful parody of the Wizard of Oz basically, which was hilarious because it still took place in Kansas, but everyone had a Glaswegian accent. However, um I bring all this up because when they f- get to Oz, all the Munchkins perform a song called on Munchkin style, and they straight up did a parody of Gang- Gangnam style as Munchkins. And I was just, my, my jaw was agape the whole time. But in hindsight, it makes sense because there's no copyright. <laughs> of course, they could just do a performance of it and just uh, satirize it. But uh, my family, we all fled at intermission beca- and just got went to the nearest west restaurant and bought a bottle of wine and just, you know, got trashed. <laughs>
1: Just trying to fr- forget that experience altogether. <laughs> like- yes, yes.
2: I still bring it up to my mom. because, But you know, it, it was her. She spent like, you know, 40 pounds per ticket. So, you know, in the end, it was her loss. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't okay. cheap either. No. <laughs> But all this was to say that it 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 permeated the zeitgeist pretty quickly. The fact that a panto show in Glasgow was doing a parody of it months after it came out uh, is there a testament is to that.
0: one of the largest YouTube playlists in existence is a 743 videos long, and every single one of them is a parody or reinterpretation of this song and this dance.
2: That was oh brilliant God. in hindsight. Whatever money you lost in in potential copyright, you've just made back. I feel like by having it. Become so popular that you've now created, you know, an international megastar that you can sell to the he, end of time. He,
0: he made millions of dollars. Um, the uh, the The company his dad runs, DI Corporation, he's the chairman of it. Its share price increased by five hundred and sixty eight percent simply <laughs> due to his relationship Woo! with Sai, with his son.
1: Oh, you like, know Pops was proud. Did
2: he finally forgive him for dropping out of business for, school immediately after he came yeah. to the U.S.? And for selling term and for using all
0: of his money. Yes. Yeah, for using all of his money on musical instruments. This song was used by a, like a wide swath of different people for various purposes. It was used by North Korean propagandists, Chinese democracy advocates, Greenpeace, the Tibetan independence movement, and even an associate of Osama bin Laden... Locked in Guantanamo Bay, who made reference to it in a political statement? The man was lo- the man's locked in Guantanamo Bay, and yet he's still heard of Gangnam Style. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> you think? You think? Like <laughs> you think like the COs or whoever the military folks were like playing it for him? Like hey, you gotta man, look at this, this. This you you gotta. You gotta see what's going on out there. Oh, Guantanamo style! Bam, 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 bam,
2: bam, Guantanamo style. If they let
0: him do a video, I'm sure they would. But he is an associate of Osama bin Laden, so I don't think they'll let him do a video. Uh, but we can keep going. Yeah. Okay, so let me translate this part. So, what he said is, "Hey, sexy lady." Because
2: every K-pop song, you got to have at least two words of English in them. He said,
0: "Hey, sexy lady, Big Brother is Gangnam Style." Hey, sexy lady, Big Brother is Gangnam Style. All right, got it. That's what he said there.
1: Great. (laughs) Moving on. Keep going. Oh, oh, oh. So is he going like Big Brother, Big Brother, Big Brother is open Gangnam Style like? I
0: guess it's it's more like those um uh oh crap, what see now I'm blanking. What the the type it's a type of song that uses a stutter, like a purposeful stutter. There are songs where you like stutter a, a, a specific word you want to emphasize, like you never finish the word.
2: Oh, the only other um, example I can think of is another K pop song. Check Black check pick. check check to check yes. it
1: out the what the what, yeah, what, what's it all about? No, what, the what 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 to work it out? Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. Go. All right, beast boys got it. There we go.
2: Thank you, Beastie Boys. Yes,
1: Beastie Boys. So, what is going on here? That
2: translates to... Sorry, Mike. I just love how you're still delighted with this song, eight years later.
1: Dude, it never... Evergreen, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I (laughs) can't. It's got everything you need to have some fun, man. Sorry, Steve.
0: Um, No, sorry. That that bit, I I like it when Mike enjoys himself. I was letting him have his moment um, before I ruin it. Uh, This part is a girl who looks quiet but plays when she plays, a girl who puts her hair down when the right time comes, a girl who covers herself but is more sexy than a girl who bears it all, a sensible girl like that.
1: Hmm. I mean, well, isn't that isn't there something to be said about that? Isn't there something to be said if you are so sexy?
0: That Ooh, tone it down, Mike. I'm getting I'm getting Twitter painted <laughs> over here.
1: That when you are completely covered, your sexual energy is sexier. You're like people are looking at you like, "Damn, over like, let's say, let's say if I was in like a in a suit, and there was a a man in a muscle shirt next to me, and I was exuding more sexual energy, you know what I mean? Although a suit's pretty sexy, I think it's time for a change in wardrobe. I gotta become a suit man. Yeah, I'm looking at Cy right now. He's loving it. Oh yeah, I
0: my um my clothing mode has no. I have no middle area to my clothing modes i either dress like i'm not gonna leave the house or i dress in a suit like i have very i have i have had to force myself to buy like regular going out clothes because all i i either wear like track pants and basketball shorts and a t-shirt or i will wear a three-piece suit with a vest and a hat like i don't have a middle
1: steve's got no spectrum when it comes to clothing He's just on either side
2: I don't know Steve I think the only time I've ever seen you in a suit was when we did our photo shoot so I think you've just been hanging out on one side of that spectrum for too long how well haven't we all Nicholas I suppose but Steve I will never forget when you just when back when we could record in person when you just de pantsed in front of me and I didn't know that you had shorts on underneath <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought you had been misinterpreting some social signs, maybe I'd been giving you. But uh, I was thrilled to know that you just wanted to wear more comfortable basketball shorts while we recorded. Uh, and it's called
0: planning ahead, Nick. I guess. It's, it's
2: just called. A, it's, it's, it's called it's, plotting. It's just exciting when I'm Pancing not ahead? involved that... in that planning process. Not that you. I guess what would that look like, Nick? I'm going to take my pants off when I get there. Okay, Steve. Great. <laughs> Nick, heads wait. up! Heads up!
0: I'm de pantsing. Hands up! Pants down! Two, one, (laughs) deep pants.
1: Anyway, moving on. So what was that all about? So that one
0: is I'm a guy, a guy who seems calm but plays when he plays. A guy who goes completely crazy when the right time comes. A guy who has bulging ideas rather than muscles. That kind of guy.
1: Baby, you're gonna love the bulge I got in my
0: brain. Oh my god, do you have a bulge in your brain? You should go get a CAT scan.
2: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey ladies, have you checked out my tumor? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty big. (laughs) Doctor gave me six months but I'm going to live like I got three. So he's back to the theme of, (laughs) I want
0: a girl who's like this because I'm a guy that's like this. I've got, I'm a man of intellect of uh, wealth and taste. It's basically that it's basically that Rolling Stones song, but you know, dumber (laughs) Uh, because he's making a mockery of it as opposed to pretending he's the devil, which I think is what that song's about. Right. Sympathy for the devil. That's about the devil.
1: Which
2: one's that? In a roundabout way, a Rolling Stone song, Sympathy for the Devil.
0: Um, yeah, the Rolling Stone song. This isn't about the devil. This is about a goober. <laughs>
1: this is about a psycho. That's <laughs> isn't that what he says?
0: If you're if you're watching the music video and you all the like non psy people, like there's the guy in the elevator with him who's doing that hip gyration move over him. Yeah. Um, it's a common practice in K-pop music videos to have like a large amount of celebrity cameos. So every K-pop video has like two or three celebrity cameos and all these people like, you know, have, you know, there's a few agents between them. So everyone like gets in touch with everybody's people. So the two uh, other gentlemen in the video besides Cy are a, uh, the two of them are uh, uh, comedians uh, and friends of his. So that's just them showing that one guy with the pelvic thrust dancing in the elevator. He's famous for that in South Korea, evidently. Like, that's his famous dance move. Oh, shit. So that's why they're not just showing up. They are showing up randomly, but that's, that's part, of the, it's part of the business. Hey,
1: oh, you know what I loved about that? About what? So the, So the dance move there... And, you know, since for the f- folks who are not watching the music video with us, but uh, where uh, he climbs uh, in between a lady's legs and crawls through. Mm-hmm. L- kind of like a freeze tag motion. you ever bowl like that? you ever... Uh, nope.
2: Nope. 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 Have a bowl like you that. Mean, That's
1: my bowling style. Do you mean, <laughs>
2: right. do you mean bowling <laughs> underhand?
0: Like... You You dive
1: through someone's legs and you push the bowling ball down the alley. It's a
2: great way to get banned from most bowling alleys.
1: I've never been banned from a bowling alley, thank you very much. I'm not a character from the
2: movie Kingpin, so no, I haven't done that. I was in a bowling league actually in my youth and uh, never attempted that because I was trying to get my score up, 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 up,
1: up. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Anyway, onward to the show. Um, <laughs> so, what's he saying to that 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 lady on the dance floor there?
0: Um, he said, "Now, this is the only part I couldn't figure out." The tr- I know what the translation is, but I have no idea what it means, so maybe you can help me. He said, On top of the running man is the flying man. Baby, baby, I'm a man who knows a thing or two. On top of the running man is the flying man. Baby, baby, I'm a man who knows a thing or two. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah,
2: because that's the that last little line is actually in English also. Um... I think he's saying he knows the two dance moves: the running man and the flying man. Or, or is it a metaphor for indicating that if other dudes are running, he's like flying? You know, he's 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 so Gangnam Gangnam style that he's above the running man. Or it sounds like a lengthy password to get into a club. I don't know.
0: I I assume it had something to do with the running man, but that no one was doing the running man, so I don't. I just I could like I I did I looked into it and nobody no it's not that nobody could explain
2: it nobody bothered to which was unsettling it's only at Everyone's one like, point yeah that's the fine, most sense. popular song in the world why explain it
1: I like, know yeah that makes thing. sense are, well, are these like well, probably not that'd be a weird sex position no that doesn't make sense well, <laughs> I'm just <trying> to, like <laughs> where are you going with that the running man. Or the flying man. (laughs) I guess maybe you could pull like a...
2: Mike, the running man is a sex position. It's just when you have to leave quickly before her husband gets back home. (laughs) Nick,
1: (laughs) Listeners, have you you done that
2: position? Contact us. SongTopsReport at
1: gmail.com. Give us facts, figures, names, dates, pictures. Locations. The flying man, when he is when he gets home, and you have to jump out the window. Mike, you've done the flying man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've done the flying man. Mike <laughs> has
2: jumped out of a third story window and God, God. God Gang, Gangnam style, uh, been fine.
0: I mean, I did want to leave this up to Mike's interpretation because I thought if anyone, he would have had an interpretation of what on top of the running man is the flying man. On me- top means. of
1: the running man is the flying man, and I know a thinner too. I'm at a loss, Steve. I- I don't know.
2: But you know, why Why do we need to wrap everything in a nice, neat, even bow? If this podcast has shown anything, there's been times where we've covered lyrics by artists and like G- genius lyrics will actually have the artist explain it and we found out that they didn't even give a second thought as to what they meant to say. Um, so we're putting all this pressure on Psy to explain every single lyric and if only the very last thing he says is so wildly ambiguous we don't know what it means, I can live with that.
1: Maybe he's athletic and owns a helicopter.
2: Maybe that sounds like it'd be Gangnam Style. Everyone in this district of South Korea has their own helicopter.
0: But beyond what I beyond what I just said about um, the subversive nature of the song and the video, uh, that's it for new lyrics. Before we sign off officially, I just wanted I've been giving us little hints and pieces as to how big this song really was. And, you know, in terms of YouTube downloads or, or views yeah. in terms of the fact that it made his family, his family's company richer somehow. Um, but 500
1: percent, dude, that's that yeah. is a shitload of money. I wanted to really get drive
0: home that point, the point of how big this song was. Um, so a couple of a couple of examples to sign off here. Uh, The U.N. Secretary General at the time, Ban Ki-moon, who was South Korean himself, called the song a force for world peace. That is how far the tentacles reached into every facet of society. Um, And later on, he would actually do a photo shoot with Tsai at the U.N. and perform part of the dance with him. Like, at the time, world leaders were doing this dance. Like. David Cameron, who was the Prime Minister of the UK at that time, and Boris Johnson, who was the mayor of London, did the dance together. Uh, Barack Obama, who was president at the time, said he performed it for Michelle. Like, there was... There were important people doing this stupid horse dance, both in public and in private. That... The Secretary General of the United Nations was like, we can use how many people know this song to reach people.
1: Isn't that incredible? Isn't it incredible like as sometimes as people it's something so simple that can bring us together. Something about just enjoying the moment, enjoying life and having a little bit of fun where you're like, whoa. Where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's all we want. That's all we that's all anybody wants. They want to have a little bit of fun. They want to be happy and they want to be sexy.
0: Now Mike, I agree with you but not Every, every person that this song touched had a positive ending to it. So, for instance, um, did you know that a uh, Gangnam-style dance-off set off a gang shootout in Bangkok? Uh, in September of 2012, two gangs were dining at the same restaurant when the younger members of both groups danced provocatively at each other to the song in the manner of the song's dance, which then turned into an argument and then turned into a shootout in which one of the gangs fired at least 50 bullets at the other gang. No one was injured, um, but they were all then arrested immediately afterwards. So it caused a shootout. Um, A group of teens in Australia... uh, Hold on. A group of teens in Australia took a bad batch of LSD imprinted with an image of Psy doing the Gangnam Style dance.
1: Okay, that's Which not
0: his fault. The, that's not <laughs> that's his fault. Not but Si's that's not his
1: fault. Unless he was
2: scoring some money off of that LSD. It's all in the merchandising.
0: Uh, a 46 year old man collapsed with chest pains and died at an office party attempting to do the Gangnam Style dance in 20, December of 2012.
1: Stay off the dance floor, old man. If you ain't got it, like he's not uh, old. He was 46. Uh, oh, 46. How hard was he going? I guess... Bro, I I think he might have... I think he was doing a little... I don't know, man. Like, that's... Shit. That sucks.
2: That's unfortunate, but the only complaint you can make about the song is that maybe it's a victim of its own success. It's so ubiquitous, and it's everywhere... That, yes, if someone's going to have a heart attack while doing a dance to a song, just because this song happened to be one of the most popular songs with a well-known dance, there was a good chance just statistically it was going to be that song. I mean, this could have also happened during Bye Bye Bye. That guy could have had a heart attack.
1: Not to disrespect the dead, but a 46-year-old at an office party dying doing dance moves? Sounds like there was some OD involved. I mean, I'm just saying, like... Maybe he also took that LSD. Yes,
2: I'm sure there was some pre-existing condition. You don't just die doing Gangnam Style. I don't know, guys. Might be cursed.
0: He said, throwing that out there that nobody's ever said before. <laughs> um, my, and my, my favorite, and this will be the last one, my favorite one is the song actually had a doomsday hoax centered around it um
1: what? when the
0: song it began it began on the forum known as nine gag which i can only assume is plus one better than eight chan i don't know <laughs> but it, it's on nine gag um dated uh the post is dated to november of 2012 um that posited there was a nostradamus quote there was a Nostradamus quatrain about the song that heralded the end times uh this quatrain by the way was later proved to be completely false he never wrote this but it circulated on the internet like a crazy amount and it went like this it said from the calm morning the end will come when of the dancing horse the number of circles will be nine uh the English translation for the characters that stand for the Says San for Korea as an as a name for a nation translates in English to land of the morning calm. A dancing horse is obvious in reference to the horse dance that he does. The yeah. nine circles representing the one billion views that the video received. So nine numbers, and it reached one billion views on December twenty first, two thousand twelve, which I don't know if you recall was the exact date that the Incan calendar. Us uh Incan or Sorry, yes. The Mayan calendar prophesized <laughs> that the world would enter a new phase and the world that we knew it would end.
2: Well, I mean, the world as we so, know it did end. We entered the world where you could get a billion views on YouTube.
0: Uh, but essentially, Psy was supposed to usher in the destruction of Earth, and that didn't happen, and I feel a little a little
1: let down, guys.
2: Yeah, just a sheer like, heart attack. G-
1: g- wait, wait, guys. Wouldn't you agree, though, that in the last eight years, this... The world has seen a lot of transitions, a lot of, a lot of, like, maybe it's a slow burn. Maybe it's a, it was the beginning of the end, it's just going to take uh, about 20 years to do.
2: I mean, that's true. If you look at every eight-year chunk of time, you could argue something incredibly dramatic has changed over the past eight years. Yes, I'm more inclined to say the the most recent past eight years were particularly eventful um, and destructive, but... I feel like you could interpret a lot of that.
1: That is crazy, though, that it, he, he got a billion views on that day, though. I love that. That's great. Yeah, it, it was a uh, but
0: it was complete, completely made up. So it was not one of I believe it, I've studied all of Nostradamus's quatrains and I would have known if that was in there. It's also not a quatrain because it's only three lines. So whoever was doing it had no idea what they were doing. Psst. At least do your research, people.
2: At least do your scams correctly. Um, but yes, that is it for new lyrics. They just do the chorus again. Open Gundam style, etc., etc. But that was that was my
0: that that was my um. That was my episode on the first global pandemic, (laughs) uh, a.k.a. Gangnam Style. That's not a joke, by the way. Yeah, that's not a joke, by the way. There's an MIT uh, Technology Review article that actually, uh, from 2017, that compared it to a, a global viral pandemic. Do viral videos spread the same way as infectious diseases? And it actually does. They found that it does. It just, instead of using distance to measure it like you know like in the in the old days like the black death would move like two kilometers at a time because of the slowness of travel and then the 20th century air travel meant that the jumps became like shorter yeah um they actually found out that viral videos and music videos do spread the same way but the medium is different the medium is actually culture So in the case of like size uh, video for Gangnam Style, it's because it became very popular in the Philippines, which has which is like a jumping off point for because the Philippines are very Americanized because we used to they're a protectorate of ours. So like it went through the funnel of the Philippines to Americanize it and come to America from that from the from to the West from that perspective. So like it it jumps to similar cultures which then jumps to similar cultures until you get to our culture which i thought was fascinating and less and more fun than talking about it in the way we talk about it now
1: that's incredible maybe we could learn from that about
2: how to fight future pandemics for instance
1: no about how to spread more pandemics but like but like on the in the entertainment sense Well, that's what everyone's
2: trying to chase going viral. That's all people have tried to do since this came out. So there's
0: a science behind it. And if there's a science behind it, we can corral that science. We can control it.
2: But Steve, thank you so much for your research and diving into depth on possibly the most capital N noteworthy song that we've covered so far on this podcast.
0: You're welcome. It was exhausting, and I promise not to include an Instagram video of myself attempting the dance as part of our rollout for the episode.
2: <laughs> we'll see if you can adhere to that. But in the meantime, uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. You can follow us on social media, uh, just the song tops report on your Facebook, your Twitters, your Instagrams, check out Dapper Devil Productions as well. Uh, the first episode of the new podcast on the Dapper Devil Productions network, Glee Aggressive, uh, Subtitle, regret regrettably a glee podcast uh the first episode is out um and it is great you should check it out i listened to it myself um and you can follow me on my social media at nick brigadier and uh mr mike russell where can we find you
1: yes you can find me on my instagram at mrmikerussell.com that's mrmr.dot and uh yeah like Nick said check out our other podcasts I'm so glad he back love it um check out our Instagram at the Sound Report. And um as oh, to fill you in with last week's poll, hold oh, on, actually, I got the numbers right here. Let me oh, pull yes, it please. up real quick. Like, might as well. Thank you all for participating. So the question last week was: which identity should Lil Pump or Lil Pimp keep? Lil Pump or Lil Pimp? A whopping, actually, yeah, a little closer. That it's a sixty-three percent said a little pump, and thirty-seven percent said he should stick with a little pimp.
2: Or a third option would have been just fade into obscurity forever. But unfortunately, yeah. you <laughs> only get two choices on the Instagram polls.
0: And I'm and I'm a hundred percent concerned that enough people cared to do that.
2: <laughs> and speaking of your concerns, Steve, where can we find you?
1: Oh wait, hold on. Oh, Nick. oh wait, wait, sorry. Oh so sorry. Jesus what? Christ, Nick, we got a, we got another poll to ask That's these all 100% folks. Right. Forgive
2: me. I've had to pee so badly for the past fifteen minutes, so I'm trying to wrap it up. But no. Sorry. Mike, what is the what is the We're poll? keeping that audio in.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. said to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um Oh, what do you like better? A running man or a flying man? You a Flashman or a Superman? Are you a track star or a helicopter pilot dude? Who's I was is- going to say is this the great
0: the great race between Superman and the Flash? Is that Are you just asking people who would win in a race Superman or the
1: Flash? Oh my god, Steve. I love it. That's that's what it's going to be. Is it already answered? Do we already know?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you with absolute certainty that that is inconclusive. Um, I have my own personal opinion on it, but it has been broached on several different occasions in several different mediums. But
1: Oh, let's break up some friendships and families with this one. That's what
2: the Song Tops Report is all about. And, uh, Stephen, where can we find you?
0: Now, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourMantrollo, on my personal website, StephenTrollinger.com, on the da- Tapper Devil Productions website, Damn Invisalign Braces, uh, with all of you fine folks you can also and i can say this now legally you can also find me uh i filmed this past fall a uh, a national commercial for nathan's brand hot dogs uh it uh should be airing i but i don't know where and i don't know on what channel so if you still care about watching tv with commercials by all means keep an eye out otherwise you can go to the nathan's hot dog youtube page and uh check me out there i am in a commercial called virtual wedding with it's andy cohen
1: Yes! Oh my God! Andy Cohen, are you oh, Joey? Did you uh, get? Are you Joey Chestnut's new best friend?
0: Yes, I guess so. Uh, Andy Cohen of um, uh, Bravo TV fame. Uh, he uh, he's in it too.
2: He's in it too. It's mostly me though. Yeah, it's Steve featuring Andy Cohen. <laughs> ah yeah, yes, Steve, get it. So yeah, check that out. We'll, we can maybe provide a link in like social media pages for people to check that out. But until then, thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Nick Brigadier.
1: I'm Mike Russell.
0: And I guess we have nothing left to say but. Then we play the song. Oh, everyone get
1: up up in
2: Beautifully timed. And we will see. Okay. What? Mike, you okay?
1: Oh, I thought Steve was going to play us to sit. Were you saying to play us out? Oh, no, oh, I yeah, know
2: but I had control and I missed and I uh, fudged it up. <laughs> oh well, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Uh, no. <laughs> we run a tight ship here at the Song Topsy report.